0: High noon with George Hook, News Talk one
1: hundred six to one hundred eight. Uh, Robert says, "I have blood on my hands from the death of cyclists with the abuse of your radio power." And Rob says, "Ah, George, you are talking nonsense about cyclists. There is regular on the saddle. I'll accept. There is a few bad apples, but by far most of us cycle safely. By far, rubbish, eh, uh, Rob? By far, the most of you cycle." unsafely, and I don't even want to start about, uh, you know, the Tour de France wannabes who cycle in the middle of darkness clothed entirely in black without a light, and the day... Uh, Robert, that there would be blood on my hands and God forbid it might ever happen because I didn't see one, genuinely see one of those guys. It terrifies me night after night that I can't see them. So don't give me that kind of abuse. I'm joined now
0: from Washington, D.C. Um, by Michael Graham. Michael, welcome to the program. I'm sorry, my, my spandex biking pants are bunching me up right now, George. I need a shift <laughs> around you. Those are the the saddest it's like, look, I I like I, I have kids, so to me, a bicycle is, hey, kids, let's go out in some you know rural area, let's get on the bikes, let's roll around, let's ride through a park, let's have fun. The cyclists that we all want to – and no, you know, we don't want anyone to get hurt. Let's be very, very clear. The, this is mere rhetoric. We want everyone to be safe. But in our hearts, that voice that says, hit them, hit them, hit them, is the guy who, like you said, is dressed up like he's getting ready to compete with uh, Lance Cheater Pants, and he's going to be heading up the Alps, and he's got his full you know, uh, spandex suit on and the super-duper helmet and the swimming goggles, which I don't understand for biking, and he's zipping down the streets like he's in a competition. I'm, dude, I'm just trying to get to work, all right? I don't have – Time for your cyclist fantasies. And you are right, George. They blow through red lights all the time. In every country in the world. Of my favorite my favorite is you're sitting in your car, you're getting you've park, you've parked, you're getting out, and all you're doing is just Opening the door of your car. So you glance out looking for, of course, other cars. Nothing's around. You open your door. All of a sudden this bicyclist comes whipping by two inches from you. And then he yells at you and gives you the middle. How dare you have a car in my street, sir? Yeah. Now, listen. The arrogance and the attitude and the unpleasantness plus all the other hassles of traffic that people have when they're driving. Cyclists suck. That's all there is all right. to it. Cyclists now,
1: if we build a wall at Dublin Airport, will this help us? How did you react uh, when two employees of the National Airline in cahoots apparently with the mafia and Chinese triads and everything else, it looks like have been smuggling immigrants into this country forever?
0: Well… Before I get to my solution to Ireland's illegal immigrant smuggling problem, I just can I just read one sentence from the Irish Times story on this? Mm -hmm. Incidents of people being smuggled into Ireland through airports are not classified as breaches of security. (laughs) yeah, we got this guy, Ahmed, and we got this guy, Mohammed, and they haven't gone through any uh, checkpoints, and no one knows who they are, And but that's not a security problem. Oh, no, 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 no. I, apparently, it's a hospitality problem. No one was there to greet them with a proper Irish... Well, like
1: you, I found that extraordinary, but apparently, I don't know what it applies to other airports, but I think other airports are better police. Not that our police are bad. There just aren't enough of them. Um, but apparently, the response responsibility lies with the airline when you get on the bo- on the plane at Dulles International Airport, it apparently is the airline's uh, responsibility to get you to the, the passport vetting.
0: Whether it's Aer Lingus' responsibility, and as you know, George, I'm a huge Aer Lingus fan. They're my number one favorite airline to fly, or whether it's the airport staff, or whether it's some form of what the U.S. has at TSA, it doesn't matter. The statement that Getting to your country without any authorities knowing who I am or, or that I'm even arriving is, quote, not a breach of on-site security, close quote, is insane. And this is the insanity that dominates Europe and the EU in this bizarre viewpoint. But I just want to get back. So, so, th- so you've asked me, and I hope people will tweet in their uh, suggestions to you at the News Talk and, and George Hook about the right thing to do here. You've asked me, what is the solution? to unauthorized people coming to Ireland, nobody knowing their motives or why they're there or who they are. And my answer to solution, my solution to the problem is, well, what problem? I've been told again and again by the listeners of News Talk that borders and enforced borders are hate, that only you know hateful xenophobes would stop people from pouring from the heart of jihad country into Europe. Only hateful bigots would support America having an enforceable border with Mexico. Enforcing borders equals hate. Obviously, the only bad people in this story are the people who then figured out that the illegal immigrants were coming here and are unfairly punishing the freedom fighters who are running the Underground Railroad to deliver these fine undocumented workers. But but there is a
1: key point where Ireland is concerned, and probably, to be honest, where America is concerned. Like When I was in Houston, Texas, they actually had no idea how many Hispanics lived in this city, because there were so many of them were illegal they couldn't count them. Now similarly, we don't know how many illegals there actually are in Ireland, which I, which I, I mean I'm outraged by that we don't know but what we what they, the police suspect is this one Underground Railway, as should describe it, um, has brought 600 people in at 30,000 ago now that's 18 million Dollars pounds euros that 's eighteen million uh, money revenue that beats that beats any business i know
0: uh, it's it 's a great scam you have uh, people who are desperate to take advantage of uh, the uh, wealth and culture that Ireland and Europe and America have created and if you look at where these people are coming from, you can understand why and we just had last week one of our border crossings at the Mexican border seized by people from mexico they took complete control of it and our border agents had to flee and when you complain about that the answer here in the united states is what are you some kind of trump loving racist what's wrong with you so i get back to my point george i don't understand what i'm supposed to say to people who tell me that it's wrong for europe to control the flow of people coming in as quote Refugees, when of course two thirds of them are coming from non-Syria places, it's wrong to stop them at the borders. It's wrong to stop their movement as they head towards Germany and free money. But then suddenly they have a problem with these guys who were doing the same thing; they were just doing it in a more ad hoc private sector basis. I the, the question for the listeners at News Talk is. Are borders, in fact, some form of discrimination and hate? Or have I and Donald Trump been right the entire tong- time and you and Angela Merkel have been wrong the entire time? Those are the only two answers. Will Europe finally admit that borders aren't just – not only are they not hate they're necessary, well, and reasonable.
1: It's changing. Just literally today, um, the the uh, Dutch government party, the party in government, has taken ads in Dutch newspapers saying to people, "If you live here in Holland and you don't like it, then go." And it, what what they're afraid of, of course, is the next Dutch government could be and has a very reasonable shot at becoming mm-hmm. the next government, which is essentially what you would describe as. Right wing or whatever that has a strong view on uh, immigration and and the reason is i don 't think which, which nobody gets um, at all is the reason for the rise of of Trump or mm-hmm. uh, Marine Le Pen or uh, Wilders in Holland or or almost the president of Austria is that ordinary people are sending a message and then there's another group of people who are marching in Washington DC over the last number of days uh, who are saying no uh, like we don't want any of this and what astonished me was about this march in this country the women's march march, is it wasn't about Donald Trump. It was about abortion, they said. It was about the repeal of our Constitution, they said. And they said that no woman will be allowed march if she opposed abortion.
0: The same thing now, happened in the United States. We had uh, pro-life women's groups who wanted to stand up against uh, some of the ideas expressed by Donald Trump, who has said shameless, awful things about women. should be pointed out he's been said shameless, awful things about pretty much everybody else, too. But uh, So I, I understood why women's groups were marching. I had no problem with it. I got it. But when they said to the pro-life women's groups, you're not welcome, and then – when uh, Black Lives Matter organizers said, well, wait a minute, we're not going to march with you because the people who organize the march are the wrong color. And then people said, well, wait a minute, where are the gay people organizing this march? That's – once again, that this is the, the battle line that's been drawn. And if the only thing that the left can offer is the, the – uh, unsurvivable policies of you're not allowed to have borders, you're not allowed to control government spending, you're not allowed to run your own business without government mandates, and this insane cultural lunacy, then you're going to drive people to the right. And the people I'm most mad at, George, are not the loony lefties. They're always going to be loony lefties. I'm mad at the responsible center who are so afraid of being called racist. They've done nothing about borders. They're so afraid of being called... uh, uh, haters that they won 't confront the real problem of a civil war inside Islam, the effects of which are spreading outwards they won 't confront these real problems and as because they won 't because the Marco Rubios and Scott walkers and George w Bushs of America wouldn 't confront these problems, they left the territory to a kook like Donald Trump.
1: Yeah, it's but but he's there. Uh, yes, and the interesting thing is that the whiz kid on News Talk Breakfast said yesterday. That he, he his arrival has sent share prices moving uh, up rather than down today on the same news talk business at six thirty this morning one, from your hometown from your town of Washington D.C. from Price Waterhouse Cooper PWC their leading tax wizard said by the summer Trump will have halved corporation tax. In America, like, there's a real possibility that Trump will actually employ the tactics of your beloved Reagan. And a, he's just going to say a bunch of stupid things on the way.
0: It, it, you know, I don't, I don't know what to make of Trump. I admit I, I was completely wrong about Trump all last year, as your listeners know. I didn't think he had a chance of winning. He certainly doesn't represent when he talks what I believe in. But there is this bizarre dynamic. You have the Republican legislature that's trying to do these smart things like fix the tax code and simplify it and um, uh, fix the health care system, get the government out of it. And it's possible that Trump's bizarre behavior and <laughs> idiocy is going to be so distracting. It's going to keep all those protesters who were just talking about, George, busy. They're going to be busy yelling at him over some tweet or something. And meanwhile, the Republicans will be free to actually pass reasonable, smart Legit policies, and so four years from now, you could have a healthcare system that's cheaper and better, a tax system that's promoted growth and is simpler, you know, a Supreme Court that leaves people alone and lets them live their own lives, all under the you know, leadership, so-called, of this nutburger. I-, I won't know what to say. You know, it's the it's the law of unintended consequences, but in a good way.
1: Well, what this woman said from PricewaterhouseCoopers, has Cooper. She said that if he. Cuts, and she believes he will by summertime. It cuts corporation tax to a half of what it is today that it will also mean more jobs for Americans. Now, this guy, who may well be... The problem for you and the problem for me in our different ways is we actually don't know what to make of him. We can't actually work him out. But 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 it is interesting in the first 48 hours that he is doing things that, you know, pretty, I think you have to be pretty serious to be one of the top guys, and it's a woman, to be one of the top women at Cooper. So if she's thinking he's doing the right thing uh, for American jobs and American business, we have to... Uh, revise our views, maybe. I
0: don't know anymore. I don't know. I don't know. Look, I I, once again, I, I, you know, Bill Clinton uh, here in the United States got a lot of credit for the fact that we balanced the budget while he was president. But that overlooks the fact that he desperately hated everything he had to do to do it. He was just, you know, he had his hands tied when he lost control of Congress and and Newt Gingrich took over. So do you give Bill Clinton credit for something he didn't want to do, but it happened anyway? I'm like, well, okay. And so the same thing, I think, with Trump, he I. Until I can figure out that what he actually believes in, I'm just going to say he's the distraction. Let's keep trying to get good things done and enjoy the good that happens. And I would just point out that the prosperity that would be unleashed by this small government, lower tax uh, America uh, economic approach is going to benefit Ireland. It's going to benefit Ireland and the UK. The, the effects, it's going to be benefit everyone who uh, is looking for an economic partner other than China and Russia? And that's a good thing for the world. All of course, right. the Euroweenies won't give America any credits for that, but uh, I'm, I'm claiming it now.
1: All right, listen. Uh, Oscar nominations are coming up. Your pal John Wayne could be in the running. We're going to have him <laughs> in a couple of minutes. Michael Graham from Washington, D.C.